This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. As part of our October edition of Who's Who at NASA, I spoke with Amy Keith, environmental engineer at Marshall Space Flight Center. In our interview, Amy Keith reveals a low-cost, non-destructive method of detecting contaminants in groundwater. NASA is currently seeking a partner to help develop the technology. Why is it important to detect uh, trichloroethylene in plants? Well, trichloroethylene is the most common groundwater contaminant across the United States. And to be able to detect it in a quick, non-intrusive manner would be much less expensive and much simpler than the way, the methods we have now to do it. So the, the way you have to go in and, and see if there is contaminated groundwater now is to, to pop wells in, take a water sample, take a soil sample, send it to a laboratory and, and wait for the results. And sometimes the, the turnaround can be, you know, a month depending on how busy the labs are. So this method would be you would just have a device, you would go out and you would scan a leaf that you thought might potentially be over groundwater, and the reading on the device would say, yes, you have a a potential for groundwater contamination here, trichloroethylene specifically, or this area is most likely clean. It would be a quantitative type indication. It wouldn't tell you how much TC. We would, it would tell you if there was a high probability that the site had contaminated ground water underneath it. And right now, we are trying to find some partners to help us develop the device. We have a patent on the concept, on the wavelengths that we have identified that indicate TCE exposure, and we're working now to get that into a some sort of device. And from a technology perspective, how is the device able to detect TCE? What happens is um, hyperspectral imaging measures the light that is reflected off of objects. And that light, that pattern of light, is characteristic of that object and can be used later to go back and identify that object. If that characteristic, that light pattern changes, it can be an indication that the characteristics of that, of that object have changed. So that's, that's the principle that we use. We, we go out and we know what a non-exposed leaf looks like, and we know what an exposed leaf looks like, what the wavelength patterns are that those two, two types of um, exposures put off. It looks like a camera, and it has two big lights that shine down on the object that you are um, imaging. And basically how it works is photons bounce off the object, and they are collected in these array wells in the hyperspectral imager. And it measures how many photons go into the array, and that's the strength of that wavelength Mm -hmm. for each so that's how, that's how it, it captures and, and measures the light. And then we go in and do statistical analysis from experiments and say, okay, statistically we see this 
kind of wavelength pattern for this exposure, this type of wavelength pattern for this kind of exposure. Because we've also looked at plant stresses. We have uh, signatures that are associated with water and nutrient stress mm-hmm. also. I've, saw, I've seen that this technology has been referred to as, as low cost. Can you talk about what makes this method of detection low cost? Yes. Um, if, you, if you have to put in wells or you have to put in uh, or do soil samples, you're probably talking, uh, well, the, the, the example I pulled from here, from Marshall, was about $70,000 for a site that was less than an acre. So this would be significantly less than that because all you would have to do would be have the device and then go out and scan the leaf or if if the protocol turns out that you take a leaf sample and take it back into your office and scan that. We're still trying to develop the protocol. Your results would be immediate and it would just, you know, be um, the cost of the device and and the labor. Mm -hmm. How did the development of this technology come about? What happened was I was reading an article in the Marshall Star, and I saw that there was a team coming on site to image metal bending. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through the article and saw that other projects they had worked on, and one of them was they had used the technology to tell the difference between natural corn and hybrid corn. The, the imaging could could fly over and it could tell the difference between the two types of corn in the same field. Mm-hmm. So being an environmental engineer, I was thinking, well, could it tell the difference between a contaminated plant and a clean plant? So when the team came up here to do the imaging, when they came to Marshall to do the imaging, I um, went and talked to them and explained my, my idea and they thought it would be a really good application to the technology. So we, we um, started our team. We found a biotechnologist at the State University of New York, and she joined the team. And we, off we went. We did experiments, and we got a patent in October of 2013. Uh-huh. And so do you have, is the device um, a, 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 like a prototype, or is it being used uh where does the where is the project stand right where, now? Where it's like the TRL. We we don't have a device yet. We are just we just have the wavelengths identified uh-huh. that are associated with TCE uh, um, exposure. Mm-hmm. So that would be our next step. Is to it's very expensive to build the hardware. So we're trying to find someone a partner who would be interested in, in helping us build a device. How about uh, other applications? Um, um, as you, because you you said you were inspired by, uh, I think it was metal. Uh, the metal. Yeah, the bending of the metal. Yeah. The bending of the metal. Do you see uh, all sorts of other applications for this kind of device? Yeah, we would we would uh, love to try it out with other contaminants. We have a project that we are working, hope to develop with the United States Environmental Protection Agency (EPA) to use the technology to monitor mining sites. Their sites are huge and um, contaminated with metals, so we would, we would like to develop with them the applicability to detect metals and also to do long-term monitoring of the sites. If we could put it on um, a drone or an aircraft and do flyovers of their mining sites because they're, 
hundreds and hundreds of acres, and it's it's very difficult to monitor that large of a site. But the idea is to fly over on a on a periodic basis and see if we can see any changes in the vegetation. What is your day-to-day work? Is it only involved this technology? Is that the main kind of work that you're doing right now? No, I am also the liaison between the Marshall Space Flight Center Facilities Office, the Marshall Space Flight Center Environmental Office, and the Army Redstone Arsenal mm-hmm. Environmental Office. And we talked about this a little, but can you talk about the next steps with this technology? Yes, we, um, like we were talking earlier, we, we're trying to um, get it developed with other contaminants such as, such as metals. We'd also like to look at other things such as chemical munitions, chemical warfare munitions, contamination. We'd like to look and see if we could use it as a, as a non-destructive way to monitor delicate ecosystems like wetlands. Mm-hmm. And also we would like to um, possibly use it to monitor long-range food source for mm-hmm. uh, um, food sources for long-range space travel. Great. And finally, uh, what do you think is just most exciting about this kind of technology, do you think? The most exciting thing to me in general is just creating something that didn't exist before mm-hmm. and you know looking at something the way in a, in a different perspective and being able to see that materialize come to fruition mm-hmm. and this technology I think um, has, a, has exciting applications in, in several several ways like we were just talking wetlands and other contamination and monitoring long-range space travel food sources and it's just it's just kind of um, exciting to, to see all those potential applications.